Hey guys, welcome back to the Starring Milano podcast. This is season four, episode nine. Um, and Lena's talking shit today. I'm gonna get to that in a minute. If you're new here, welcome. There are three segments. The first one is called BTS, where we recap my past week. The second one is called Talkworthy, where we pick a few things going on in the media and try to offer a new or different perspective. And the third one is called Dropping Gems, where we pick a topic of the week and we drop a few gems. Lena's talking shit because she got some new hair and she thinks new hair. Hair, who this and she just called me did you call me lame what did you call me yeah i called you she lame. called me lame which is like a word i never heard her use to describe me <laughs> so now i feel like personally attacked because she posted something on instagram that was like she was specifically She's trying like, to get a reaction out targeting of people you? yeah mm-hmm. she's claiming i called her fat which is not not that's not the she case she said my face looks bloated which is like a nice three way weeks of saying, ago fat no, because she said that she drank a lot of alcohol, and I was like, "Yeah, alcohol can make your like make you bloated." And so she's like, "Oh, so you think I'm fat?" And I was like, "No, I never said that. I said that <laughs> alcohol can make you bloated." And then I said, "Just like gluten and dairy can make me bloated." Uh huh. Anyway, so let's talk about hair. Okay, we're in BTS. I have been on a hair journey for years. I don't think I'm ever gonna land on what is my like hair look. I have had long. I have had short, I have had black, I've had blonde, I've had orange hair. I mean, I have had tape and extensions, I've had clip and extensions, I've had no extensions, I've had straight hair, curly hair, I've had all the problems with my hair, okay? Um, And I think that this is the year that Lena and I are going to figure out our hair. She maybe hasn't had as many problems as me, but I definitely think that she's on her hair journey as well. No, I'm on a hair journey, but it's not... It's not that I didn't have as many problems. It's like I didn't do as you had, much. You, not, not as much yeah, trial was, and Yeah, error. not a, just basically complacency. Like <laughs> this is what it is. And recently I'm like, I got to do something because I'm not feeling this this look. This look. I mean, yeah, I think we all get bored. Yeah. And like every time I get bored, I'm like, I need to do something. Like I get like an itch in my system. Like I need to do something. I'm either going to get like a no- nose piercing. I'm going to get like another piercing somewhere or I'm going to cut my hair. I'm going to dye my hair. And honestly, the hair has been winning. Like I have been torturing my hair more than piercings I do now have seven piercings on my ears because I got so bored so many times but yeah so if you watched last week my hair was in a transitional color I don't know it was was like like ash I was ashy and brown yes and now it's chocolate brown um I dyed my hair I'm going to get tape and extensions very soon I have them but I'm going to replace them to like longer ones so I'm just going to go back to like the old Milana, like the long hair, dark hair Milana, not the black hair. I was not trying to do black again, but like, yeah, I'm here for this like chocolate brown situation. And if you're here for it also, like comment, let me know, you know. Um, Lena's hair experience though is a little bit different and I'm going to let you guys hear about it really briefly. Sorry, gentlemen, because um, apparently gentlemen listen to this. I'm going to let her say talk about it really briefly because I'm sure people are going to be interested when they see her hair or have seen her hair on Instagram. So go. So I've had, I have like, I call it like wavy curly hair. I don't have like coiled curled hair. My sister has really, really curly hair. Um, so like usually what I do is like I take a shower and I like I put product in it, like a curl cream, and then I let it air dry. So that's like my normal like hair MO. But like recently I've been working out a lot, which is kind of part of our struggle. Like yeah. I work like we we work both work out almost like six times a week. And I sweat a lot and I sweat a lot in my head, in my hair, in my head. So like it gets, my hair gets wet. It's like, it ruins like the curls. And if you have curly hair, then you know, like there's no way to salvage it or anything. You have to like at least wet it and like restyle it. Cause mm. like you, once you brush it, like the curls are gone and it's frizzy and it's like over. So 
I like wash my hair every day and I think that was like stripping um, too much of the oils out of it and like there was no curl definition. So I'm like, this is not it. I don't like how this looks. And I was like, I haven't had um, long hair in a while. We both like cut our hair to like a really short blunt cut like two years ago. And so it's been short for like almost two years. Mm -hmm. And then this like past year, I've been like growing it out. Um, and I was like, let me try like long hair. Like again, with my hair, I have like a lot of hair, but it's like thin and it's fine. So I can't grow it out long on my own. Like it'll be too thin. Yeah. So I have to get like, I realized this recently. So I was like, I have to get extensions. So I got actually um, keratin extensions, which it's like a glue type situation with like a keratin bond which is like naturally in keratin is found in your own hair and it's like really thin um individual extensions and then I also dyed it lighter I would say it's like a it's like light brown and it has like red in it yeah yeah I love the color yeah it's beautiful yeah and I I bleached my hair for the first time to get some of it this color I I usually just like I dyed it like a dark brownish like red um, when I was like over the fact that I had gray hair. That's a whole other thing. It's like genetic. My dad got gray hair when he was 18 and I got it Damn. when I was like, yeah, people like when I grew up in Saudi and we used to, I used to play soccer, they people who didn't really know me thought that my dad was my grandfather, Wow. that they didn't think that he was my father because he's had white hair like That's his crazy. whole life 18. and he was just like we were just talking and he was saying that he likes having white hair because it makes people respect you and think you're wise and stuff. It's so was, crazy the difference between men and women mm -hmm. because like the second we see a gray hair, we're like, what the fuck? Yeah, he he's like rocked his like white hair. I call it white hair, not even gray hair. Like I don't remember him without it. Yeah. So when I was younger, like he had it, but I don't remember. He had That's like wild. black hair. Um, yeah, so I love it. I'm still like learning a lot about it. Like I think I need to play with like um, cutting it and stuff, which Milana was helping me with and like styling it. I'm going to try to le like style it naturally and like blow dry it sometimes, but I don't want to put like too much heat in my hair, but yeah, I love the color. I like the extensions. I just need to like refine the look a little bit. Like mm -hmm. I think I need to like add some more layers and stuff, but I've never done it before. So we're getting so you guys there. are with so, me on this journey. Yeah, Let keep me up know. with our hair journey. Yeah. If you have any <laughs> advice. Every time they turn on YouTube, I have a different hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> but you know whatever yeah it's exciting I've never been like had this light of hair or this long of hair it's like 28 inches mm -hmm. um so yeah I think I need to cut it a little bit though to new make hair, it like new fuller you. wait new yeah. hair new you new year new hair new you yeah okay new hair who dis there you go all right so that's the and that's why she's being bitchy because she has no, new I hair and she doesn't know like she's like oh i'm a whole new bitch fuck you with my hair lame. back and forth <laughs> yeah no she's lame because she's trying to say that i say mean things to her and i don't sometimes anyway let's talk about nice things um i was reminded this week of like how important it is to pay it forward um and not because like and, and this is crazy because every time i do something nice to someone it's i get the universe god like gives it right back to me in a different way and I'm and I don't do nice things ex expecting anything in return to be honest like sometimes when I do these things I'm like well like no one I don't even tell anyone about it it's just like something I do so I'm gonna give you guys examples that happened last week just so that maybe it'll encourage people to also pay it forward not in like hopes of receiving something in return but just to see how the world really works like when you when what you do pay it forward and do something nice to someone then that person does something and it's just like you know being kind just really it, you can we can make it like a cycle you know and so for example i went to 7-eleven to get munchies last week 
Okay, this is why. Let me tell you why. One of my favorite meals is a fucking, like, sandwich and chips and a Diet Coke. Like, I can't explain to you how it's, like, top five of, like, like my favorite meals. a burger or a sandwich. Yeah, but, like, but chip. Like, like, I'm like, I want to eat chips for dinner. What am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to have a sandwich. You know what I mean? And it's, like, one of the best meals ever. Honestly, it's really, like underrated i have to say no it's so good it's so good so like i because i don't eat meat it's a tuna sandwich or like an eggplant sandwich okay it's like those are like the sandwiches i eat and so i was like huh i have like like tuna i'm gonna make a sandwich but i need chips and like a diet coke so i went to 7-eleven i'm like fuck it i'm about to be a subway here by the way speaking of subway i gotta do some more research but they're getting sued by happy real tuna and bitch i am shook because that's all i eat from there i was waiting to but tell they are her denying this. the claims so okay wait 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 we need to take it back a second. So me and Milana, like, we, okay, <laughs> we like Subway, like, tuna sandwiches. Yes. I ate them a lot in college. There was a Subway, like, right near I LMU. I remember that. It was 24 hours. Yeah, it was 24 yeah. hours. Like, I think I got fat off of that Subway. <laughs> yes. Like, it was so, like, we literally would just go there when we, like, didn't, like, middle of the night, yeah. late. Like, we'd eat there all the time. So, like, that's when we came up on, like, the tuna, like, Subway sandwich. <laughs> then, like, we, like, worked together in events and stuff. And so we would, like, get the tuna sandwich, like, Always. during, like... Like for our breaks for when we worked events, yeah. And so we both like love it. Literally, I saw this today on the shade room, and I was like, "Is she gonna talk about this?" Like, I didn't have a chance. To, well, like, it's tell allegedly, her. and there's yeah. not enough research done on it. It's just two people claim that it's not real tuna, and Subway said this is not true. So I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I because I don't know if they heard us because I was laughing so loud. But like, yeah, people are claiming that the tuna Subway sandwich is like not made with real tuna, which is really like if it's not true, like I'm going to file my own lawsuit. Like, I mean, but the thing is, for like, the I have to say, though, like over the years, like I've personally upgraded my tuna sandwich to Jersey Mike's. I, that's the yeah, best that's, sandwich. Yeah, it's the so problem good. is they're not everywhere. Jersey yeah, Mike's has the best sandwich. Yeah. Just do it Mike's way and like yeah. don't ask any questions. Yeah, this is the best. There's Quiznos one like too. there's one right by my house, like, oh, like so five lucky. minutes by my house. So I get it like once in a while. But like there's like you can taste like Jersey Mike's. It's really fresh. Like so sometimes good. certain subways are like questionable with yeah. their like like lettuce and their tomato and so I don't know about these like tuna claims but yeah we were a little upset with this like false tuna situation yeah so I'm not talking about it and talk with it because I don't know enough information yet but yes I did see it and I was distraught and I was like oh my god what's in my stomach like from a week ago like <laughs> I just ate it I feel like I eat it all the time yeah so, I, go, I go to Jersey Mike's because it's by my only house. Jersey Mike's like it's a little further Is away. It in, there's one in Burbank. No, it's oh. Glendale. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, the one by your apartment. That we yeah. used to go to, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so back to the sandwich thing. So I go to 7-Eleven because I'm like, I need chips and a Diet Coke to like complete my sandwich meal that I'm really like craving. So I go and as I'm pulling in to the parking lot, you know, there's not a lot of homeless people where I live, to be honest with you. Like you probably, I've probably seen like, I don't know, five once a month and they're just all kind of scattered and so I'm pulling into 7-Eleven and there's a homeless man and he's you know sitting on the floor with a blanket and just like just sitting there like he's cold and you know probably hungry so I go to 7-Eleven I get my Diet Coke I get my chips I buy him water I buy him pizza mm -hmm. I buy him taquitos I buy him like the hot foods mm -hmm. and like I just go and like give it to him I'm like here you go um I hope you have a great day and stay warm like I just give it to him and I and he's like oh my god thank you so much and like I drive away and I just like see him like eating the pizza makes me want to cry, you know? So whatever. So I do that. I don't think anything of it. And then, um, like, I kid you not, like, maybe it was, like, an hour or two later, someone texts me, like, a friend of mine. He's like, hey, um, 
have you eaten? And I'm like, yeah, I have. And he's like, okay. And then I get like a cash app notification for money for my morning workout smoothie. Like it was just like from this person, like, Mm. well, since you ate, like here's your money for smoothie tomorrow. I'm like, oh my God, this is so strange. And this is like a friend of mine, like nothing like that. I'm just like, oh my God, like what a nice gesture, you know, out of nowhere, by the way, like I wasn't even in the middle of a conversation with this person. It was crazy. So I'm like, wow. Okay. That was so nice. The next day I wake up, this other person cash apped me money for a morning coffee and like a bagel. Like, by the way, like, I'm not like asking anyone for these things. It's just, and these are, these are, these are situations that are happening randomly. These aren't people that I was like talking to every day or like having conversations with. I'm like, oh my God, like, this is so nice, you know? Um, and then I go to uh, Starbucks and I am getting, um, you know, I'm in the drive-thru and I'm getting Starbucks. I'm like, wow, like I should, um, and I see this lady behind me and I'm just looking at her and I'm like thinking, thinking, I'm like, I'm going to pay for a Starbucks. So I drive in and I pay for her Starbucks and then I, and it, which her order was very small and I was like, uh, let me buy her a gift card too. So I got buy her a gift card and I just told the guy at the, the cashier, I was like, hey, just tell her like, I hope she has a really great day. And he was like, okay. And so I just drive away. Again, don't really see her reaction or anything. I'm just, like, hoping, you know, like, she has a great day. And then I get home, and there's, like, a flower delivery at my house. Like, again, this is not, like, a romantic situation. These are just, like, friends who are just, like, oh, trying to do a nice gesture. I think, like, oh, like, I know you've been having a hard time or whatever it is. And I'm, like, wow. Like, people, you know, when you just do things out of the kindness of your heart, it kind of comes back around some way, somehow. Um, and I just like want to remind people to just like pay it forward, but with the intention of not with good intentions, not necessarily with the intention of, you know, hoping you receive something in return from somebody else, just kind of pay it forward, be kind. Um, and you know, God sees your heart and it always comes back to you. Um, in you know different enterprising ways so yeah no that's so cute i didn't know see i didn't even know that she did that and i talked to her and yeah her i'm not day. gonna like blast it but i just you know you just do it and like whatever you go yeah on i was it. gonna it's really nice because i think people because like they're not seeing their friends a lot and yeah. like they're trying to do things to like keep up with them connect with them like do something nice for them like oh I know you work out like here's money for a smoothie or yeah. you like coffee like instead of like being able to meet up for a morning coffee it's like hey like good I'm point th- yes think, I'm thinking of you in this like kind of morning coffee yeah. time so that's a that's really nice uh, when you were talking I was thinking of something that I saw on Instagram and one of uh, my friends kind of talks a lot about and it's a similar concept that like money is energy mm-hmm. and when you're like generous with your money and like you give and like support people and like get uh, an acts of service for people like it comes back to you in these exact ways that you're talking about. So it's yeah. kind of like you were saying an energy and, and it's like, yeah, what, what you kind of how you operate in the world and, um, what is what you'll let like attract and you'll yeah. like manifest that to come back to you. So that's, yeah, that's yeah. so nice. I love that. Thanks girlfriend. So that was nice. That was like the highlight of my week. Um, she was just out here every day. <laughs> <laughs> getting people free shit <laughs> giving receiving giving. giving receiving just a cycle no, that's you such know? A, yeah like a good cycle yeah anyway um so yeah that's that let's just that's all i have really from this past week the rest is tv tv recap okay there's some spoilers here so if you haven't watched these shows fast forward when i mention them actually some of them i'm not really talking about because there's not much to talk about but all american is back you know i love a good high school drama um have you seen it no, I haven't. Oh, you need to watch it. It's on the CW. You would like it. It's like high school drama. I love that show. And anyone looking for like a good high school drama, um, 
I really recommend it. That show is like, I think it's really well done. The cast is great. And it's nice to see, you know, uh, diversity on television, especially on the CW. So, yeah. You know what? I was going to say we should watch She Was Salt in the Salt and Pepper yeah, movie on Lifetime. Yet. We need to watch that. Yeah. So that came out like last week. And I think it's actually airing again tonight at like 8. Oh, okay. And then, um, yeah, I think she's cast in, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, All-American Gigi Townsend joined season three of CW Drama as recurring. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, so okay, so I'll have to see it. her. Okay, yeah. so that's She's back, really and I'm excited. That's yeah. exciting. Um, The Bachelor. Okay, so Lena stopped watching. She's just, like, not keeping it's okay. up. okay. Milana found another friend. I did. I have, watch, I have yes. watch parties with. Yes, shout out to Vanessa and Cassie. Um, okay, the girls were so mean this past episode. Um, When the, the new round of girls came, they were, like, so upset. Like, they were so rude to the girls like calling them all kinds of shit not even saying hi to them and i'm like listen you assholes you think it was their decision to be second round of people like no why are you mad at the girls like be mad at someone i mean maybe the product the producers be mad at the show like hate the player like wait not hate the player hate the game don't hate the player hate the game yes don't hate the player hate the game because it's crazy. Like, they didn't do anything. They just got casted. You think it was easy to come in five new girls while you guys already have these connections with him? Anyway, I'm glad they did because Michelle has, like, a great connection with him. I'm still waiting for Rachel to have her one-on-one date. There was a boxing competition this week, and the girls were, like, boxing each other for his love. It was so cringy. And honestly, I did not need to see that. Like, I did not need to see these girls who have no experience, like, fighting each other. Like, they people are getting hurt. And I'm like... What the hell? so stupid, Milana. I can't. It was stupid. Honestly, it was stupid. I didn't need it. Why did um, they have them box? They do have them do like challenges like all the time on these shows because otherwise it's going to be boring. Excessive. But that was like, why are yeah. we fighting? I remember for um, The Bachelorette, Easy was doing like they did like wrestling. But yes. it, like, it looked like a joke. Like it didn't look it real. It wasn't a joke. They're like punching each other. Oh, wow. You know, I'm like, I'd be so pissed. Like I'm fighting for this guy. What if like someone breaks my nose? Like, now I'm on TV with a broken nose. Okay. Like, what? And now I have to continue the show. Like, you can't eliminate me. I broke my nose for you. Like, you have to pick me. I'm the one. Um, Rachel is getting a lot of camera time and a lot of social media time. And I'm wondering if it's, like, either he picks her or maybe she's going to be the next Bachelorette. Like, she's getting a lot of airtime. It's interesting. But we'll see. So that's that. Which one is Rachel again? She's, like, the pretty cute brunette. I mean, you're not going to remember her. Mm. You've only seen one episode. How would you remember her? Yeah, there was a lot of females. Um, Real Housewives recap. So, um, you know, Kenya going on this private jet while the rest of the girls are taking a bus was just, like, beyond me. Like, they could have, like, pitched in and all got on a private jet together. I just thought it was crazy. She didn't tell anyone she was bringing her daughter. So... I'm like, just really like sneaky, usual Kenya shit that I'm not really here for. I do want to say that I feel like Portia is carrying the show on her back. Like, she is the star of the show. She is just like, I I cannot see the show functioning without Portia. So, um, whatever she's earning, she needs to earn more <laughs> so we can keep her on there. Real Housewives of OC. So... The second part of the reunion aired. I'm really confused about Bronwyn and Sean's relationship. So she's now come out as like full lesbian um, and they're married, but they were trying to have an open relationship. But she said that if he starts dating someone, she would be bothered by it. So I'm just really confused as to how they're going to navigate through her, like through now her becoming or being a lesbian. Maybe she has always been with her coming out as a lesbian. So 
I'm really confused about that. Um, I guess for these reasons, I am interested in seeing her for the next season because she's really the only thing that they, the only thing that they talked about the entire series this year was about Bronwyn and her drama. So I guess she's going to have to come back. Um, and then let's see real housewives of Dallas. So I think that Cameron is hilarious and I'm starting to realize that she's the star of this franchise. Um, and I can just really watch a reality show of like Cameron doing things similar to how Cardi B trying things is like coming out. Like that's the same way I feel about Cameron. I feel like she could definitely have a show of her own. Um, and that's really all I have for Dallas except, Oh, Carrie, Carrie's been irking me. She's, like, really pushing Deandra's buttons. Um, I used to have friends like that that, like, poke at everything you do. I mean, like, every single thing you do. Like, oh, you didn't order this? Oh, why didn't you do this? Oh, you didn't do this? Like, oh, my God, you, you thought of this, but you didn't think of this? And I just can't with her. So right now I'm like, Ugh, I can I can do a season without Carrie. Um, the next thing I watched, Bling Empire. Have you seen it? No, I it's, actually haven't even heard of it. It's on Netflix. It's a reality show about like really wealthy uh, Asians in LA. Oh, wow. It is fucking hilarious. Um, I'm surprised I haven't seen any of these people on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Christine especially. Um, I really love Kane and Anna. I think they're like great for the show. Um, I don't know. I love the representation. I'm trying to figure out how much of it is like really like reality based and how much of it is like. This one seemed a little more like scripted than most reality shows that I watch. It really seemed like The Hills, kind of, mm. you know? So I don't know about it. I do like it. I do want a season two. I want to keep up with the cast, but something is a little weird. Like it was a little too like cinematographic. Cinema. A little too. Cinemagraphic? Cinema. Are these words that we're using? It was a little too well done <laughs> to be a reality show, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. Cinematography um, is like how it was filmed, not so much like it was too scripted for you. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And the last thing I'm going to talk about is Tiger, the Tiger Woods documentary. Have you seen this? No. Okay. So <laughs> really interesting, obviously. Like this, we learned so much about his family. I didn't know his dad was this intense, this strict. Like, he really kind of deprived him of a childhood, very similar to, I feel like, Michael Jackson's story. Mm -hmm. um, and you see that as people, you know, grow up and they become adults. You see how not having a childhood, like, affected him. Um, one of the women that he had a relationship with was on here, and she basically said that, like, when they would spend nights together, he would just want to wake up and, like, eat cereal and watch cartoons, which is, like, such, like, a... Is juvenile the word? Juvenile. Childish. <laughs> Childish, like, thing that, like, children do. Um, but I guess maybe he didn't get to do it. So mm -hmm. it's kind of sad. But one of the things I want to talk about, obviously, like, his legacy, and he was, like, so important. But one thing that I did not, like, it kind of, like, pissed me off. Um, but I get it because it was such a big scandal, such a big part of his career, are his affairs, you know, that he had um, with these women. And one of the women said that, like, this affair and the way the media handled it carried with her for, like, 10 years. Like, she couldn't get a job and all this stuff. And I'm just, like, thinking to myself, like, honestly, like, I didn't even know your first and last name. And, like, this is not Monica Lewinsky. Like, don't try to – I know he was, like, one of the biggest athletes in the world. But, like, please. Like, maybe if someone Googled you, then it would have been – but all you had to do really is change your last name. Like, at that point, I would have done that. Yeah. You don't really have a lot of options. Right, if you were that pressed. Um, but I want to talk about the media, how the, disgusting the media was in this entire thing. Um, 
So the National Enquirer found out that he was having an affair with like a waitress. He was having a lot of affairs, but like one with a waitress. And um, they would, that he would go to, it's a restaurant that he would go to with his wife. And the waitress is like, worked there. It's like really fucking shady. But anyway, um, they followed him around when they found out. They followed him to, both of them, when he picked her up from work, to a church parking lot where they, I guess, had sex. The reporter took videos of it and photos. <gasps> and the reporter also, not videos, photos. The, reporter, the woman also pulled out a tampon and like threw it out the window. And the reporter, like I can't even make this up, I guess got the tampon. And ran the DNA? No, they didn't run the DNA. They they had photos and everything. Oh. They just like took the tampon. Like they they like I don't know why it's fucking Ew. disgusting. Um, how like why disgusting and like because they're the media is a weird thing, a place. Anyway, so they this the, should be illegal. You it can't absolutely have should be illegal. People, like so they end up bribing him. The National Enquirer ends up bribing with him with the tampon. <laughs> No, they basically said, we have these photos, we have a tampon, and, like, you, uh, we're going to release that you're having an affair, and, and they're like, what do you want? Like, what do you want from us? You want money? Like, what do you want? And basically, the deal was that he appears on Men's Fitness Magazine on the cover, which wasn't, like, a huge magazine at the time, because it was owned by the same people. So the deal was, like, no, we won't run it if you run, if you are, you know, agree to do this cover for Men's Fitness Magazine. How fucking disgusting. I know, but like he would have done that anyways. Like why? Like that? No, he wouldn't have done that anyway. It wasn't like a big magazine at all to do. Oh. It was like not worth it for him. Oh my god! Can you imagine? This is so weird. It's so weird. Um. Anyway, the other thing I want to talk about it's is also like, like you don't have money to like go to a private place. Like you're just out here in the streets. I don't know why. In a church parking lot. Like maybe he missed out on like car hookups when he was younger. I have no idea. He missed out on cartoons too. Yeah, okay, yeah, there you go. Um, but one of the things I want to talk about is the main woman that was that came out and talked about like the affair, the one that like kind of why who everyone found out about, who was like the first one, and then everyone started coming out. They were having an affair for a really long time, um, and the media started calling her a hooker. Uh, they were really just like going in on her, and it really just makes me. It pisses me off because although she knew he was married, all of them knew, like, his marriage was very public, I'm really tired of, like, people blaming women for, like, men's mistakes or, like, decisions. Like, at the end of the day, like, yes, it's fucked up that, like, she participated in this affair, but also he is the one that was married to someone and he's the one that owes, owes his wife respect. And the way that the media terrorized the women was, like, really crazy to me. Um, and... They were so mad at him also. Like, they wanted him to apologize. I don't think he, no offense, owed an apology to any of us. He didn't owe an apology to the media. He didn't really owe an apology to his fans. Like, what, sorry for being a dirtbag? Like, it's, he, the only person he owed an apology to is his wife. His kids were so young. Maybe his mother, who, like, you know, had to witness this. But that's it. Like, I am so confused as to why this man got up there. And I guess tried to say that he had an addiction to sex or whatever it was and had to apologize to the whole world for what people it's really weird like a lot people feel really entitled like fans and stuff when you know what i mean you could say it's the same thing for like kobe and like people and other other famous like artists and musicians and athletes just entertainers and celebrities like a lot of the times fans and like the media kind of like perpetrates this like that they owe an apology to their fans it's like I don't buy into that either like I don't agree with that like I understand like people it's that whole conversation that like oh you're a role model because you're in the public and it's like Mm -hmm. no like nobody 
just because you're put into the public or your careers in the public doesn't mean you're like qualified to be a role model. You're still a human. You're still yes. going to make sense. Or like you asked um, for it. Like that whole mistakes. like you asked for it. You wanted to be famous yeah. kind of thing. Like, no, I'm playing a sport that I love and yeah. it happens to be followed by fame. Yeah. And like people make mistakes. So yeah, I think like if something happen like they should apologize to the people that are directly affected mm-hmm. it's like apologizing to like fans it's like i thought you were better than this it's like people like the, there's so many problems in the world and like people are so flawed yeah. like we don't have time to like be perfect and like apologize to like people we don't know and strangers and fans it's like let's make it meaningful like apologize to the yeah. people that um you some you did something too and like maybe like a different conversation is like apologizing to those people on a, in a public way because mm-hmm. i don't again <laughs> agree with that i don't think that's necessary but some people i think feel... it depends i think if you do something publicly you have to apologize for it publicly yeah if you do something privately you apologize privately like if i was kobe if i was vanessa in the situation like you've cheated on me publicly you've embarrassed me in yeah. the public i need you to own up to it and apologize. Yeah, but apologize to her publicly, yes. not like not the apolog- fans. Yeah. yeah, no, no, of course. But yeah, you're right. If something is done in public, do it. You know, answer mm-hmm. in public. If not, then. Anyway, so that was crazy. It's. I think it was really good. I would recommend watching it. I didn't know a lot about him, but um, yeah. I mean, he's just like great at what he does, and you know, unfortunately, had a very intense, strict uh, childhood, and um, it's a story for many. I think that like. You sacrifice a lot when you want to be a great athlete, a great whatever it is that you want to do. Whatever you want to be great at, you have to sacrifice a lot. And I feel like a lot of it was sacrificed during his childhood. Um, and it came out, of you know, when he was an adult. So it's something to think about. Um, yeah, I always watch these and I think about, like, raising kids. Like, how do you want to raise your children, you know? Like, how far can you push a child? So that's all I really have for BTS. We're going to move on to Talkworthy. There's three things that I want to talk about this week. Uh, the first one is <sighs> my ex-husband got arrested. Um, if you know me, you know the love I used to have for Trey Songs. You know, over the years it just got a little bit stranger. But he got arrested for, I we don't know for what. Apparently, um, it says here, Kansas City police said in a statement that fans of the game between the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills complained about a man who was not following COVID-19 related protocols and other code of conduct rules for fans, which include not being disruptive, intoxicated, or using obscene language. The statement did not identify the man as songs, and it did not say exactly which rules he was breaking. Police said the man refused to follow orders from private security guards at Arrowhead Stadium and, the, and then was asked to leave when he refused. Officers from the Kansas City Police and Jackson County Sheriff's Office were called and he was told he would be arrested if he didn't comply. He punched one officer and put him in a headlock. <laughs> I don't know why we're laughing. It's not funny. I mean... I'm just laughing because I'm like thinking about Trey Songz. Like, like, what the what, fuck? Like, why are you punching someone and putting them in a headlock like what are you mad about the game like okay so i watched the video okay i watched the video yeah and he's standing there without a mask on Uh and i guess like he had one on for a second he took it off and for a long time he didn't have it on and i guess the security guards came over three times to tell him like you need to put a mask on like we need to put it on and maybe he didn't and then when the cops came because then they called the cops Mm -hmm. they were like talking 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 next thing you see is him walking away and the cops are following him then he punches someone he punches a cop. Yes. Yeah. He punched a cop. He was just over it. He was just over it. But let me tell you something. This is not the first time. Because back in 2017, he was charged with felony assault and sentenced to 18 months probation for assaulting a police officer in Detroit after a concert. 
because he, he was told to end his performance. He got beef with cops and punched Yeah, he people. don't fuck with cops. Who knew that my ex-husband had this many, like, anger issues? Yeah, he probably just does not You cannot be out here. I know. Being a Karen and not wearing a mask and then getting mad and punching people. I mean, no. Yeah, he shouldn't have punched the cop. I'm just like, it's just ironic. Like, he just feels like... Well, he do? had COVID, so I'm thinking he probably thinks, well, I can't get it again, which is like, bro. Yeah, it's like, go to the CDC.com, Trey. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> we actually don't know anything. And like, yeah. honestly, yeah, I don't know. So I thought that was crazy. Maybe. I mean, like, it seems like he's We also doing don't know what this, was said. Yeah, when he was like, when he's intoxicated. Yes, this is Both. like Cuba Gooding Jr. all over again. Oh like, don't do things when you're intoxicated. Yeah. Then he like got all, he got on Instagram right after they like announced that he was booked being like i'm out and he was all chipper and yeah like, i don't know if he was like charged necessarily because i don't really know what happened but i think he was was he i don't know if he was charged charged for what for assaulting a police officer i know but i don't know i didn't see any charges reported i don't know if they dropped them or what mm. why i'm not he's sure a celebrity i said no because clearly in 2017 they didn't give a fuck but that was detroit so i don't know Next thing I want to talk about, which I don't really know a lot about, but it did personally affect me. Um, something's going on with Robinhood and the stock market. So I have Robinhood. Um, basically, from my understanding, Robinhood was blocking users from buying shares in GameStop, AMC, Nokia, and BlackBerry. I have BlackBerry shares. So I was also very confused. This is, I believe, the word that we're using as market manipulation. So you were allowed to sell, but you couldn't purchase any stocks. Um, I don't understand. Like, you are an institution that is meant for people to be able to get a piece of the pie. Like, you're, this is a simple platform to use for people who maybe otherwise wouldn't have invested, don't know how to invest, especially millennials, don't have access to hedge funds, don't have access to, um, what are they called? Investment brokers. Financial advisors. Yeah, financial advisors. Just kind of, like, figuring out. That was, like, the intention for this app and for them to be able to, you know, decide that they're that they're not going to allow people to buy or sell when that is literally the point of what you are, you know, you created this app for is kind of fucked up and a lot of people lost a lot of money. Um a lot of people are, you know, didn't get the opportunity to invest in things in something that they wanted to invest in. And so I don't know what's going to happen with them. A lot of people are mad. I hope something happens because well, it's unfair. I don't know if you saw Gino's story, but he like broke it down because I was like, I don't understand yeah, what's happening. I saw. And he would he made it seem like that this was all like all of this like tr- like TD Ameritrade like mm-hmm. that it wasn't just Robin Hood that the like the people who oh ow <laughs> um, I hit the laptop <laughs> like the people um I don't know if it's hedge funds uh, I don't know who it is mm-hmm. but either like. The people who run the stock market and and the billionaires who in, who who did um, invest in it invested in it and they he called it something like short selling yes um that they they're the ones that kind of put the stop to it being sold um or bought across all of like the stock market it wasn't just Robin Hood I don't know if it was across all but maybe I have no idea I'm talking about Robin Hood because they've they've been the ones that were yeah. the most in the media yeah I saw that too. um so I'm not sure I I. I don't know if it was across all, but I know that like maybe Robin has like relationship with hedge funds. I have no idea why it happened the way it happened. I really I don't think know. Robin much about just it. got a lot of like attention because it, it like a lot of millennials are Use using it, it and, and, and they notice maybe because this like 
I'm pretty sure if I understood what he was saying that it was across. They did this to save themselves money. Yeah. And, like fix the problem that they fucking yeah, started. Yeah, I have no idea. But yeah. whatever it is, I, I fuck you. And like she's <laughs> mad because she, I'm mad because I have yeah. one of the stocks. So whatever. Anyway, I'm not selling it or anything. I'm just going to sit on it because like yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you should just wait. Yeah, it's a toss up. So that's one thing that that's wait. The we second don't know thing too happened. much about it. So if you do. Yeah, we're up. not. This isn't our Even forte. after watching his stories, I was like, I need I to still run don't this understand. back. I was like, I need to run it back because this is complicated. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. The last thing I want to talk about in this segment is um, something I'm also very confused about. I'm actually very confused this week. Um, We're offering less perspective and offering you more confusion. Yes. uh, Yes, we are. And um, I'm so sorry. Uh, The stay-at-home order has been lifted in California, and I'm so confused. I need somebody to explain this to me. Um, According to The Guardian... Citing projections that hospital capacity would improve in coming weeks, the governor, Gavin Newsom, announced Monday that he was rescinding the statewide shutdown order. The move returned counties to a tiered system of localized reopenings and allowed certain sectors to partially resume business, including salons, restaurants, and churches. I really want my church to open. Um, Newsom said his decision was based on the fact that intensive care unit capacity is on track to be above 15% in four weeks. The revived tier system means many counties with high case rates will have significant restrictions in place and local authorities can set their own rules. What the fuck? We are literally the hotspot of the world, I think. LA is actually the hotspot in the world for COVID. Um, Our ICUs are completely full. So I think the logic here is that Okay, we had a round of people who got sick. Some passed, rest in peace. Um, the hospitals were full. Now it's going to like slow down so you guys can go outside, spend your money, but it's going to go back up and we're going to go back to closing. But maybe not because hopefully people have the vaccine by then. But if so, it's going to get infested with the ICU is going to get infested again. So I'm just like so fucking confused because like it doesn't make any sense to me. I think that these motherfuckers don't want to pay anyone any more money. They don't want to give any more EDD. They don't want to give any more small business loans. They don't want to give anything to anyone. They don't want to spend any more money. So they're like, fuck it, let's just open up again. This is my logic. This is the only way I can understand how they can justify at the moment where we are now at the peak of the peak and we are the hotspot of the hotspots that you're going to open up again at this time. It's like clearly about money. The one thing that, so he... I know he's getting sued by restaurant owners. Oh, yeah. But, like, give people money. Yeah, so he rescinded, like, the statewide shutdown, but then that put everyone back in tears. But, like, I don't know if that's by county. So, like, Los Angeles County is We're still, opening restaurants I know, today. which that's what I don't get. So if we're going to the tier and our ICU capacity... I think tier meaning, like, some can be indoors and some oh. can be outdoors. Like, I in know, LA County... I know, before, like, one of the tiers was that, like, all restaurants have to be closed. Like, all that yeah. is a tier. So it's like... No, not anymore. I not anymore. Not apparently. anymore. No more stay at home. Stay outside. Go outside. No, it's. I think people were so confused. Like a lot of people were confused. Like it was a conversation about like this is shady. This is this so is shady, and like this is so problematic. And like I just don't. It just goes to show they don't know what they're doing. He doesn't know what he's doing, or he actually has a plan, and his plan is confusing everyone no like basically like his plan is not honorable because yeah like they don't want to pay so they're like fuck it we're over this like Mm -hmm. we're just gonna open Mm -hmm. so either like they're not being clear and they're not communicating and they don't know what they're doing and they're like projecting and like oh we're gonna open because of projected rates or yeah whatever or they're just like yeah we don't want to pay anymore so here you go beyond me 
Anyway. It's stupid. So that's all I have for Talkworthy this week. Um, let's get into dropping gems. Um, we've been talking about like sadness and grief for so many weeks now. Um, and this although has, you know, a little bit of sad news to it. I mean, it's actually really fucked up and sad. Um, I'm trying to twist it and make it kind of like a positive thing. So I wanted to talk about, in this week's Dropping Gems segment, I wanted to talk about first loves. Um, I found out, you know, recently that my first love passed away and it was just really kind of like traumatic because like you, you, these people that have left like such an impact in your life, you just don't think that they're going to ever go you know, or so young. So it's still like a little bit shocking to me when I see pictures that someone posts. I'm just like, oh, baby, look at that smile, you know? And I'm like, it makes me so sad because you just like, you, you, you think that they're still here, even though they're not in your life. You just think like they're somewhere and they're good and they're like alive and well. And you just, you just like remember them and appreciate them from a distance. And it's just like not the case anymore. So it's been really rough for me, but, um, I want to talk about first loves because this was my first love out of respect for him and his family. I'm not going to say his name, um, but yeah, so let's just get into it. You know, um, when I found out that he passed, I was like really sad. And when I, when I stopped to think about it, I was like, you bitch, you don't have the audacity to be sad. Like you don't even know this person anymore. You haven't spoken to them in a couple of years. Like you have no right to like really be sad, you know? And so that was really torturing me because like, I wish I had spoken to him, but now I just felt like, okay, like you can't even be sad. You haven't even reached out. Um, but I was like, no, like I feel something and I, and I need to just like, I need to just like, remember what, we had. And so the day that I found out that he passed was January 18th. Um, so I came home on January 18th and I started looking through my old memory book and I had thrown away a lot of like the letters and stuff we exchanged because I was petty and like, you know, immature and I'm just like, no, eh, we're done. <laughs> Bye. But I kept one thing. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, I'm just going to pull it up real quick. I kept like one like cute little thing and it's like a doodle that I did with all of our like important dates and the first day we said I love you and just like our nicknames and like I really put some time and effort into this because I'm not artistic at all. <laughs> but anyway, so I kept one thing and when I looked at the back of the date of this, it says January 18th, 2007. So the day I found out he passed was January 18th and the date that I wrote, did this little doodle was January 18th, 14 years later. His birthday's on the 14th. So... That to me was reassurance from him that no, I, I, I can mourn and I can be sad because the love that we shared was real. Um, even though we were young, it was real and it was mutual. So that's what I got from, from this one little piece of paper. That's the message that I got from him. Um, then I spoke to a medium and the next day and he, in the middle of the conversation, he came to her and he told her things that only, you know, I would know or he would know. And he told her things that neither of us would know. Something that I found out later was confirmed by speaking to a family member. But um, when he when he came through the medium, I was kind of like, oh, is this real? Like, I don't know. So the next day, I pulled out a box of photos that I had. And it was like a box of 500 pictures. And I sat there and I started looking through the photos. And this is from like elementary school to like now. They're just loose photos and not in any particular order. 
And I was looking through photos and I was like, where are photos of me and him? And then I stopped and I said, if that was you that came through the medium and said those things, like I, the last photo in this box is going to be a picture of me and you. And I can't even make this up. Like, I swear, you hear these stories and think people are lying. I'm like, not lying. It was the last photo in this box of like 500 pictures. And it was the only photo of me and him. And so, wait, I can't show it. <laughs> but that was so crazy to me because again, it was confirmation that like it was me this is real, this was real, like, whatever you felt was real. So I want to talk about first loves, and I want to talk about the importance of them. And, you know, for me, I think I went years talking about how, no, like, this wasn't true love because we were so young. It was puppy love. Like, it wasn't real. And it was a tumultuous seven years that we went back and forth. It was from eighth grade to junior year of college and it was on and off and it was brutal sometimes but it was also like so great it was it was it just gave me I had my happiest moments with this person um but when I got out of that relationship and I as I got older and I dated you know other people and they were like mature and like stable relationships I would be like no that wasn't my first love like that was just like puppy love it wasn't real But looking back at it, it was actually probably the realest kind of love because when you're that young, you don't have expectations of somebody. You don't really have conditions. You're not dating somebody because they can do something for you or that because they meet some sort of, you know, requirement. Um, Your intentions are usually pure because you're functioning off of like what your feelings and your feelings are pure and their love and their excitement and their intent. And that's what the relationship was the entire time. So when I sat and I processed that, I realized like that is true love. That is your first love. That is is real love. And we shouldn't downplay it and say that, no, just because it was, we were young or just because we were mature or just because there was so much pain involved in that relationship that it wasn't really true love. You think that someone who hurts you wouldn't, uh, someone who really loves you wouldn't hurt you, but I don't think that's true. I think that people intentionally, unintentionally, whatever you think hurt you because they're hurt themselves or because they don't know how to love yet or whatever the case is because they're young, who knows, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't true love. So that is something that I processed, you know, through his passing when I had to sit and really think about our relationship. Um, There were no motives, you know, it was, it was true, young love. And um, I, that's what I learned from, you know, this entire experience, because I never did get closure from the situation. But when I reflect back on all of the moments, all of the memories, you know, I felt the highest highs with this person, I felt the lowest lows with this person. Had I not experienced this relationship, and the amount of years that was, you know, we were involved, I don't know who I would be as a person. I don't know how I would be in relationships. I don't know anything, you know. I still, till this day, find myself having a hard time opening up. I have pride issues. There's ego involved with me when it comes to men and dating and relationships. And I didn't have any of this with this person. It was just me open, uh, waiting to receive and waiting to give love. And I don't think, till this day, I have ever been like that with anybody else. Um, As I get older, there have been conditions. There have been, you know, obviously motives. There have been, um, you know, uh, blockages. Like I would block things, uh, block, you know, the the energy that I want to receive and the energy that I want to give because of, again, pride or ego. And I have never, since him, I have never been, you know, super open and super pure and honest with my feelings. And um, yeah, it it just reminded me like who I could be 
you know, in a relationship and who I was with him and that he brought that out of me. Um, and so for that, I'm, you know, forever grateful. I feel like he's always going to be a part of me. And I've always thought about that. I think about, I, I, for years, even after we stopped talking, I thought about him, you know, every couple of times a week, just like he come, crosses my mind, hope he's doing well, which of course I would have reached out and I didn't, but I, I am happy that I, I have that, those feelings that I can share that only me and him share with one another. Um, and yeah, so first loves are real, even if you are 14 years old, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, that's all. I don't know. That's all I have to say. You're so cute. You're like talking as if you're 14. and you're I know, because when I think about you. it, I think about myself and like my life and like when I was, it takes me back to that place, you know? No, I think, yeah, everything you said. Everything was just so intense. Yeah, because I we talked about this too because everything is so like passionate and mm -hmm. like it means so much like something so small because like yeah your feelings are really just like genuine for that person it's yeah. not anything like external it's like a lot of emotion yeah and like when you're that young too I don't think you know how to like you know what which emotion is what and how to handle emotion and like all that kind of stuff but yeah I just remember um, the day like when you were telling me like similarly. I'm so tired. I can't talk. <laughs> um, I remember, like, the day that you told me I was, like, with you, and then later you went home and you found, like, the note, and you were asking yeah. me, like, what do I think this means? And you were saying, like, oh, I feel guilty. Like, I don't have the right to be upset. And I thought it was similar to what you were saying in, like, past episodes about you felt a lot of guilt when, like, your grandmother passed because you didn't... Um, you weren't able to spend that day with her that you wanted yeah. so I, th I thought it was similar that you always like revert to like oh I feel guilty and like you don't give yourself like credit for like the importance or like the relationship you had with that person so I just remember like reminded like reminding you of that thanks yeah it's not been easy but it's okay you know it's life we have to deal with things all the time I just I like, can't believe that we're so young and you hear about these I know, it's, people that are young passing and it's yeah, just it's like so sad. Oh, anyway, um that's all I have for today. Um yeah, this week's episode is again interesting. What are we gonna talk about next week? Because like we can't it has to, yeah, I was just gonna say like it you can't take anything for granted or like anyone. Yes. Yeah, so because you, you you think like when you're young you're invincible or nothing's gonna happen Ugh, to you yeah. and like that kind of stuff and just like remember like every day is like a blessing but we have all these lists of topics that are like funny like controversial topics that and somehow we end up just sad for the first month of <laughs> I think we just talk about like real things that like happen are happening in real yeah, time yeah happening it's hard not to like speak about them or address them when they're happening it's like something like this happens and then you pick like a and whatever like yeah. a lighthearted topic it doesn't it's not it's authentic hard, yeah. exactly um so we'll, doesn't make sense yeah yeah we're just being real here on the starring milana podcast yeah hopefully next week we can just you know be funny again yeah we'll, we'll hopefully <laughs> we'll have a funny week and we can pick a funny dropping gems topic okay yeah if i mean you have we, any suggestions. i mean we could be funny but <laughs> i mean yeah like but sometimes we're not and we keep it on the down low yeah some of us we could have some funny funny topics to talk about I got some funny topics, but, yeah, I, but I don't want to be mean, so yeah. I'm going to go now. <laughs>
Anyway, DM us if there's anything you want to um, hear about next week. Actually, yeah, if anyone yeah. has a topic of why I want to hear our opinion, please DM me. I love listening to um, your guys' takes on what we talk about. So I want, we want to hear from you. DM us to let us know what topic you want us to talk about for Dropping Gems, and um, we shall consider it. So thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to follow me at Starring Milan on Instagram. Follow Lena at Lena Noraldine. Um, follow our production company at Noir Notebook. Make sure to give this video a thumbs up. Leave a rating and a review on podcast apps. Follow on, subscribe on YouTube. Give this video a thumbs up or a comment. Um, and share on Instagram. Anything you want to add? No. Okay. Just have a great week. Have a great week. I think See it's Super Bowl next. week. So oh, that yeah. shall be exciting. Um, and let's hope that my hair journey is finished this week. So we'll be back uh, next week. Thank you. Bye.